Welcome to the 290 Mo Podcast. I appreciate your time. If you could, introduce yourself to my viewers and listeners. Kareem Bennett, better known as uh, one-third of the group, Living Proof Music. Okay, okay. So let, let's start with, with the introduction, okay? We got one-third of Living Proof. So if you could, just explain to me where you got the name Living Proof and um, if you could, I guess, describe the rest of the, the rest of the group. Okay, okay. So we got the name uh, Living Proof, or actually I, I was given the name in the church fellowships, uh, various uh, churches and youth groups and stuff because of the fact that uh, they always said uh, if there's any um, evidence in the world that the Lord is real, it should be in our life. So they came up with that name. Well, first it was just like proof. And then mm-hmm. um, my wife said, hey, you know what? I like proof, but, you know, we heard a lot of the names like that. So she was like, it ain't dead. It should be a living living. And so uh, that's what it came up when we just put the name. We've run it, run it with it ever since. Okay, okay. And you said one-third. Who else is involved and in what capacity? Um, I got a DJ. been rocking with me for years, man, because I'm, uh, I'm out of California, West Coast, um, Bay Area. And uh, DJ, they, call, they used to call him the hitman out of Hunters Point, California. Mm-hmm. But uh, now he got saved, so he, he is doing uh, DJ work and music for us. So... He's been doing it for years with us, man. And then my wife, who's a singer, um, and um, she sings a lot of hooks that I do. And then we had a, we had two people that passed away that was in the group. One other hype man and then um, another sister that passed away. I don't know why or how, but, uh, yeah, she passed away. Tiffany Rice mm-hmm. and um, Robert Woods. So they used to come out with us and do when I – I first started with me, but then it grew to, um, you know, a band and stuff like that. So Okay, okay. Cool, cool. So if you don't mind, I want to walk it back just a little bit. Okay. Okay. I heard you mention California Bay Area. If you could just uh talk to me a little bit about where you from and how it was growing up. Okay, so I was raised in they called East Bay. Um, such artists like E forty, Master P, all them was in, you know, we grew up listening to them and seeing them on the streets, too short, the whole nine, the loonies, um, everybody, man. Um just so many rappers, man. I can't think of the artists and stuff that I grew up listening to and watching and stuff. The Click, D-Shot, everybody. Um, and then we got the Snoops. We got the Dre's. We got the whole nine. But the Bay Area, man, is a big old, it's like, it's huge, man, because it has, like, different sections, man. They got South Bay, East Bay, West Bay, and North Bay areas. Uh, where I was from is the East Bay. East Bay comprises cities like Oakland, uh, Berkeley, and then you got, uh, like, all them other little cities like Rodeo, Richmond, and all other areas, uh, Pittsburgh, California. Um, and then it's a lot of other cities, too, Rodeo. And then you got South Bay, Frisco, East Palo Alto, San Jose, all that um, is on the South Bay. West Bay would be Frisco and Marin and all that. Uh, and then we have North Bay. That's where 40 and all them was from. You got Fairfield. Uh, you got uh, Vallejo and... Denisha and Croc, all the other little areas in that area. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's why I was raised in the East Bay. And then I moved over to uh, across the bridge to Venetia uh, and Vallejo. Vallejo is where E-40 and the Click and all that was from and stuff. So I had a lot of lot of mixture of music. And it was all the Bay, but it just had like their own little way of doing stuff in different sections and stuff. So, okay. you know. Is that, that where you're weird. still located now? No, I moved about a year ago, man. I'm in. Uh, I thought it was uh, Midwest, but really, I'm in the East Coast. I'm in Ohio. Okay. So we bought a house in uh, 
in uh, Pickerton, Ohio, which is right about 15 minutes outside of Columbus. Yeah, that's one of them states, too, that I thought would have been in, in like, the Midwest time zone. But, uh, okay, so um, you mentioned E-40 and just uh, various rappers from the Bay. When you started your music career, was it always was it always um, religious, or was, did you start off as uh, a mainstream, want to be a mainstream recording artist, and then you found your faith? How did your faith become a part of the music? Okay, so... I actually, my cousin was a big time producer um, and he ended up, he flew me out to Texas. I got a lot of family in Texas too. I went out there, did a couple of songs under the name uh, Big California. Uh, mm-hmm. Swift and them, a lot of the rappers with some death row records was up there. So all these rappers, I'm sitting up there kicking it with them, chopping up with them and all that. And then um, they liked what I had. Um it wasn't really that I couldn't do it or I wasn't going to do it. I was selling records and doing what I'm doing to grind and setting up my own stuff as an independent artist. When I got back to California, the biggest thing that I saw where my faith came in was that the Lord kind of dealt with me on on a level of, you know, so many people put out negativity and I was mm-hmm. around all them dudes, death row was all bloods and crips and blood. Very, I didn't really see a lot of crips, but I saw a lot of bloods hanging out studio and it was cool you know I'm a regular dude i've seen that in california being from california but um the problem was is everything they talked about i noticed this too is that nothing was positive mm-hmm. and i noticed that after a while i wasn't positive either i was in a different space but when i came back my wife was like well you know if you can't even let your kids listen to what you hear what you putting out friends and family because i couldn't let my mom and them listen to what i was putting out it right. just wasn't the one. It wasn't that one. You know what I'm saying? But uh, uh, she told me, she said, well, if you ain't going to let them listen to it, then why are you doing it? And that's, that stuck to me. That hit me hard because I didn't expect her to say that to me. So that mm-hmm. kind of like threw me off. And I had never heard no gospel rap before. I didn't have nobody to be like, oh, I want to listen to this artist or listen to that artist or have at least somebody to give me, you know, an example. So right. I really didn't know. Uh, and There's probably a lot of artists out there like that, too, probably haven't heard. Uh, a lot of gospel rap or, you know, mm-hmm. uh, religious hip hop or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So they probably, that's why they stuck doing what they're doing. Maybe they don't want to do what they always been doing, but they just don't know how to trans, you know, transition. Right. So that was like me, you know. Okay. So let's talk about your transition a little bit from the mainstream to the gospel rap. Like you said, you didn't know anybody, any gospel hip hop before you transitioned. And now that you're uh-huh. in that, in that field, are there any other gospel hip hop artists that you may, you know what I'm saying, take notes from or that you listen to, or are you still just tunnel vision on, on, on what you create? Now, now I do, I got my own little media stuff too. So I help a lot of artists, you know, singers and rappers and stuff. But I mean, I really, they got a space. I don't know if you ever heard it, but there, it's, it's a, it's kind of a um, subculture within gospel rap or the music industry. It's small, but it's, it's, it's growing and they call it CHH. CHH is what they call Christian hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was supposed to be, it went from holy hip hop to gospel rap to positive rap to reality rap, now to CHH. And then I guess they're probably going to go back to something else. I don't know. But a lot of the artists that I was listening to and that I really liked was like Cross Movement, which Lecrae came out of that, that little movement, The Truth, all of them, which are still, I don't know if they're still doing it. But a lot of the guys I was listening to in the Bay Area, um, it really wasn't a whole lot. 
mm-hmm. but they were still moving units and stuff. Because I was watching them <laughs> on the streets, and I'd be like, man, how y'all doing that? And um, shout out to my brother, uh, Kalaja, who used to do it out of Oakland. And um, also some of the hog mob ministers, Kuhim and them. I seen him doing what he's doing uh, and a couple other artists that I seen doing some stuff. But I really didn't have too many people that I could link up with and be like, okay, this is who I'm going to I'm gonna be with or I'm going to write with or, or, you know, perform with a minister. So we kind of had to step out and do our own thing. And that's where me and my wife, DJ, and all that kind of stuff, getting with different artists because there was no platform, really. No media, no platform. I think I'm one of the only artists that actually had, like, my own show besides, like, Young Brett. He had one out of Vallejo. But, um... It wasn't that, man. They gave me my own show. KPFA gave me my own show or gave me a couple times or at least put it out there. Um, but I really didn't have a whole lot of artists that I really like look to and be like, okay, I'm going to listen to him. That's the per- That's the one right there. It's a lot of good artists, man, that are awesome. They got some good music and stuff like that. I mean, they're really good and stuff like that. But um, as far as reaching and going out, like most people, if they feel like they're stuck in a bubble of doing either – Christian or doing just gospel radio stuff. So I'm trying to transition because I didn't come. I didn't just, I wasn't always saved. So I'm trying to do something. I'm trying to, you know, reach the people that don't know the Lord or maybe they have questions or maybe they want to know what it was like. And I still talk to a lot of big name artists and stuff uh, to this day that's reached out to me, man. And I know I on the phone, I'll be calling them all that, you know, but um, it's just been, that's one of the things that I, I've noticed, you know what I'm saying? So I really don't have like, the Lord is really my, he's my shepherd. He's my, that's who I really look to, to make authentic music. And, um, and, and, you know, I listen to music, good music is, is good music. Hey Amen. If, if it's, if it's a good song, it's a good song, whether it's secular or whether it's a gospel rap or whatever, it's just good music. Um, but I noticed within our space of CHH, we, sometimes we, um, we lack sort of the, the media outlet to get the music out there. That's why I didn't know anybody. So that's why I decided to start doing media for that genre of music, you know what I'm saying? So they could get a chance to be heard sometimes too, rather than just trying to, you know what I'm saying? They, maybe they don't know a person like you. They don't know your radio. They don't know your, your platform. Right. So they don't know how to get on there, and, you know what I'm saying? So I appreciate that. You know, No saying. problem. No problem. It's all love, man. But let me ask you this. Um, So I've heard of Christian hip hop before. I don't know if you're familiar with BBJ, but uh, he was a yeah. That's uh, my boy. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was talking about. One of my boys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I've heard, but he's the only one I heard of. Somebody I, I grew up. My my mother was in the church for a little while, and she was trying to, you know, what I'm saying, find anything to keep me interested in the church. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying, and she brought mm-hmm. me a, a BBJ CD. And to this day, if I can remember to, to search them up on YouTube, I, I throw on some Universal Concussion. But with okay. that being said, let me ask you this: Why is it that we don't see Christian hip hop artists um, really use is the music considered secular? You know what I'm saying? Like the beat, you know what I'm saying? Cause I always notice like it be, it might be a talented dude, but it like, for the most part, you guys have your, your own music. Like I never like just for like, just get on a, like a top 10 beat, but as a Christian hip hop artist, is that something that you ever consider? And why don't we see that? really too much in the community you, you know what it is is that um that's a good point too man good question um we don't see in the, in the chase world it's like no people don't even know what that is unless i break it down my mother-in-law uh called me up 
and said, I seen you post something on there, son. And I was like, I didn't know what CHH was. And I had to really break that down to her. And I said, oh, man, we got these names and code names and stuff. So I decided the Lord put on my heart was that um, through the media that we do is that I want to start because I could be aggressive with my faith and my music. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody that knows how I am, that's what I do. I like to do that. But a lot of artists, they will emulate what they see, the top 10 artists, and that's who they try to become. If they see, like, you know, whoever the top 10, if it's if it's Kodak, whatever, mm-hmm. if you're coming out with a song, they're going to try to be similar. If it's Cardi B and it's a sister trying to emulate that, then they'll emulate and try to be like that. Instead of taking some, okay, I like the style, but let me take something to make it different and put it in this brand so someone that doesn't know the Lord could come in and be like, okay, I see what you, I see what's going on. Because the thing is with me is I try to be creative uh, enough with my music and try to, you know, I, I take a lot of time praying and asking the Lord, you know, what what can I do to make sure that people that don't know what CHH or which gospel rap is, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And don't, we don't try to judge <clears throat> nobody. Right. But that's just like, and that's the reason why a lot of us, a lot of artists don't do interviews with people who are not really like, if it's not mainstream, it's just strictly CHH podcast show. A lot of people don't do it, but I'm mm-hmm. getting out of that because right. I feel like we need to reach the people that don't go to church, exactly. that ain't thinking about going to church, that don't care about the streets, don't care about, I mean, they, they from the streets, they from the, the prisons, all the stuff that we went through. We need to be able to reach back, and that's what the Lord put on my heart to do. So I, I'm not doing just gospel radio. You might see me doing. I mean, I did shows and clubs and stuff like that, and I had a, and the Lord blessed it. I mean, they put their drinks back. You know what I'm saying? They put their little you know, women in there. I mean, it was a club club where the women was dressed up like whatever. The man was in there. Everybody was smoking, and I wasn't tripping because I remember mm-hmm. how I was back in the days. But I was able to tell them about the Lord through music. I didn't preach, but I just told them through music. And that was my first time really doing a um, remix to Meek Mill song Church. And we did yeah. it and they loved it, man. They they really enjoyed yeah. it. So that's when yeah. I start seeing start seeing what's what's going on, man. I think we got it the other way, but you know, we learn it. We learn it. Yeah, cause because that's the thing that I noticed and, and that's one of the things I appreciated about BBJ, even though he had most of his own music, I appreciated his flow. It was familiar, you know what I'm saying? A lot of the music that the kids are listening to, that a lot of people are listening to it's barely the word sometimes it's the beat it's the rhythm you know what i'm saying and i feel like christian hip-hop suffers sometimes from trying to turn christian music into hip-hop instead of trying to turn hip-hop into christian music you know what i'm saying and i think think that you know what i'm saying like jumping jumping on the the hot beat but you know what i'm saying with your christian take it'd be more easier to reach the youth than to you know what i'm saying they hit them the familiar tambourines in them you know what i'm saying it might scare them off you know what i'm saying so i think that'd be an easier way for for christian hip-hop to become more mainstream so with that being said what's your vision what's your goal for the for for the whole for your whole um do you consider what you have i see you got a lot going on what do you do you consider a production company a label what do you consider the whole umbrella I think, I, I, man, I started off, I mean, I do programs, man. I mean, I'm I writer, you got the man. podcast, you got a lot going on. So Yeah, yeah, I got hustling and stuff. I mean, I do a lot of stuff, man, just because where I'm from. I, I just seen so much, man. I seen Master P, uh, Percy, um, when he first was looking for um, artists, man. And um, 
he was going around with a dude named Chili Powder out the Bay Area, man. And uh, mm-hmm. his name is Demetrius Thomas. And um, it was all from Richmond, uh, Southside, I believe. And um, so they was coming up. A lot of people was moving from Louisiana to the Bay Area. So we was getting a big influx because of the hurricanes and all that stuff. Right. So we were starting to see a lot of people that we normally didn't see. So the culture changed. I seen the music change from the, the slap hard, too short type stuff to going to like the Cubes and the Snoop to the E-40 stuff. Then it went to Master P. Make them say, uh, and everybody was like, what is this? So it was a whole different style. And um, the thing that I see with me is um, I, fe- I feel like in rap music, period, uh, media is the biggest part that we can have as an artist because if you have media, it opens up a lot more opportunities, man, for you to be able to spread not just Everybody rap, everybody sings, everybody does all that. But how many people really, you know, do you have a story? Do you have something that you can give people when the when the when the music is off? You know what I'm saying? I got my mic and all my stuff set up, but when I'm not doing that, I can't just rap all day long and expect, you know what I'm saying, everybody ain't gonna wanna hear that. But some people might want to hear my testimony. Or they might want to hear somebody's interview or something like that. So I gotta be able to make sure that I have I cover each uh, base. So I'm a media company. Um, artist is getting ready to turn into a booking company pretty soon. Um, and then next year, we're going to go ahead and push the label. I'm going to go ahead and finally go and push the label because I just see that I want to partner with artists. I got five people on, on schedule already. They're already ready to go. I got a couple of sisters and a couple of brothers that's been doing it uh, in different states. Um, and I just want to make sure that, you know, we already set to do it, uh, put it together and stuff like that. But I wanted to make sure the media is right because if we don't have media what i'm seeing a lot of artists they don't know who to go to uh when it comes to doing music they don't know how to get their music out there and being from the streets and talking to people like i used to talk to be legit's uh road manager and a couple other artists like harry o and them from death row records and all them and stuff back in the days man they would be telling me we like what you're doing i like how you're doing it but they knew i did gospel now so they would be like, well, this is what we need in order to get it out there. So that's how I learned. What I'm just taking what I learned from them to be able to use that to be able to advance the kingdom of God. That's really what we're supposed to be able to do. You know, not trying to be judgmental or nobody, but just sometimes the people of the world can be smarter or wiser than the mm-hmm. children of light. And so I want to be wise. I learned, man. I learned from it's like, like street smarts. You know what I'm saying? You gotta have, you gotta be able to have, cause a lot of my, 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 artists in the genre, man, they, they, they got good talent. They got music. And like you said, man, but nobody's really checking for their music. Like in the hood, you don't really see nobody driving on the street. Like, okay, I'm going to listen to this. I mean, you know, BBJ was one of the ones that was a breakout artist because he sound, his sound, like you said, was familiar mm-hmm. with the Biggie small and all that type of stuff. So mm-hmm. people were like, I want to hear that. Mm-hmm. But even now, even with an artist that may sound similar it's still, we don't get the same respect because I think people look at it like, oh man, he just a knock off of that dude or this dude or whoever, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So, okay. Yeah, I can understand where you're coming from. And this is, well, this is, a, let me ask you this. Okay, so um, as far as the, I don't know if you consider it R&B as far as the singer goes in the gospel community, but that is 
a, a genre that has, you know what I'm saying, s- slowly but steadily crept into the mainstream as far as, like, you'll see them at, like, BET events. And I just saw, like, how uh, Kirk Franklin had a song with uh, Lil Baby they did. It was on stage yeah. together. So with artists doing that as far as, like, in the singing community and what you have in your connections as far as um, inside the mainstream industry, has that anything you ever considered like doing a song or getting a beat from a, a mainstream artist or connecting one of your artists with a mainstream producer or something like that? Is that something that you ever... Hey, 